Hi, I'm Minister Greg, and welcome to this special episode of our podcast. It's an interview from our series entitled For All My Brothers, where I share my conversations with men of God who are making a difference in their local church and in our community. So whether at home or at work or even on the road, I pray that this message will encourage and equip you for God's good success in your everyday life. Brothers and sisters, welcome to Knowing the Way. I'm your host, Minister Greg. Thank you for tuning in to this very special episode of a series that we call For All My Brothers, where I can share my conversations with men of God who are making a difference in their local church and in our community. Our topic today is about men mentoring, and my very special guest for this episode is a dear friend and brother, Mr. Mike Sasser. Mike is a proud husband, father, and grandfather, just like myself. He's also a member of Guilford Park Presbyterian Church, where he leads a church-sponsored mentoring group for young men. Mike works diligently as a mentor with Guilford Park, other Guilford Park members, as well as some of the sharpest, brightest college students from A&T State University. Together, this group of men provide a tremendous example and offer these middle school and high school students a better future with better opportunities. Mike, thank you so much for joining us today, and thank you again for your time. I am so glad to be here, Greg, and um, appreciate our friendship. Yes, sir, as well as I. Uh, our guiding scripture will come from Psalms 38, and that's going to be verse 8, and the New Life Version says, the Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. And I really felt like that scripture just speaks to what you do, Mike, as I've had opportunity to join the group of men and, and work with you guys. And it's and I thought about it, if God is saying that's what he'll do for us, why can't we do that for others? And that's exactly what you're doing here. As a matter of fact, I, before I get to uh, asking you questions, Mike, I want to read um, what I found is the definition of mentorship. And it says, a relationship in which a more experienced or more knowledgeable person helps to guide a less experienced or less knowledgeable person. It is a learning and development partnership between someone with vast experience and someone who wants to learn. And mm -hmm. that's what I've seen in, in what you do with the guys, Mike, and you do an excellent job. Um, so my first question for you, my friend, is how long have you been serving and helping others? Well, um, and just let me go back to the uh, one word that you mentioned in Psalms, and it was a pathways. And uh, that speaks so loudly because I, I can remember back in 1996 that I had a conversation with my pastor. Uh, his name was David. And I said, David, I hear you on Sundays. I'm squirming in the pews. <laughs> Tell me what I should be doing. Right. He gave me a simple response, and he said, Mike, you will know when that time comes. And just to take it from there, um, that was in 1996, early. Uh, later in that year, in 1996, I got a call from one of our church members to ask me about um, my um but I'd like to be involved in a church ministry at Guilford Park Church um, where um, members of the congregation would be um, 
uh, trained in how to assist the pastor in congregational care. Okay. Well, that will go in through different um, um, things in their life and how we could be a minister to them. So um, I got a call and I said, you know, I just don't, I don't think this is for me. And, mm. and, um, and then I hung up the phone and I said, um, remember that conversation that Pastor David and I had? And he said, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I prayed about it and thought about it and I called back um, the leader um, and I said, okay, um, I'll be glad to um, take the training and be a part of the group and do what uh, I can to um, assist our church. Right. So that was 1996, um, maybe in September. Later uh, in December, Got a call from one of our Steve, or one of our church leaders, and she said, "We've been invited to go down to Greensboro Urban Ministry, which is um, Greensboro Ministry is a place for homeless um, people to um, experience in homelessness. Right, of a place to live and to be accepted, to be um, mentored to, uh, to have some fresh food every day, and." When the person called me, I said, no, that is not for me. <laughs> <laughs> you said no. <laughs> so, so, you know, and then I go back, well, you'll know, Mike, when that time comes. Well, you know, I said, okay, I'll go to this one meeting. And Frank Dew, who's the head chaplain at Greensboro Ministry, right. and I'm sure our community knows Frank. He's such a, he's my mentor, uh, such a wonderful person, social justice and uh, racial uh, issues and he's um, he certainly taught me well so anyway I went down to the meeting and there was a group of about 25 of us sitting in the meeting and Frank started talking about his um, prayer for starting that ministry uh, helping um, the people experiencing homelessness and within two minutes and this is a true story within two minutes I said God thank you this is where I need to be I started my ministry in January 1997 at Greensboro in ministry, and uh, that's that's been my dear dear part. And and it's I just love the way that we can have our plans, and God just comes in and He interrupts yeah. our world. And and what's funny is I love what you said is that how He He you had the the four message. He'll you'll know when it's time. And it's like those moments kept coming. <laughs> and, and I know you're not alone, man. We right. all do that same thing. Right. So, Mike, what got you started with mentoring high school and middle school students? Mm -hmm. Well, um, and I retired from the F Corporation in early uh, 2012. And I got a call from... Um, um, the head of Partnership Village, which is transitional housing for former homeless uh, families. Right. Partnership Village is part of Greensboro Ministry. Okay. The person said, we, we have about 12 teenage boys here that need something to do, to need to be um, listened to, talked with. Um, and so I, I said, oh, sure. Yeah, this is great. And you know, I uh, went to the first meeting. I said, you know, teenage boys are not just going to come in to a, to a meeting. And um, I just don't think anybody's going to show up. Well, when I got there, there was 12 boys sitting around the table. Wow. Together. <laughs> and I said, okay, wow. thank you. 
And so uh, another doubt uh, turned into another possibility. So we started in June of 2012, and um, thankfully we had an intern student um, serving as an intern pastor at Greensboro Ministry who was studying at Duke um, that kind of got it kicked off. Okay. And so that's how we got started. And so we, we, we set up weekly meetings with these young men at Partnership Village, and we talked, and we talked about everything from what they're experiencing in school, what they're experiencing in their neighborhoods, what's, um, what are their concerns, and then it led to well, what, do we, what do we like to do outside of our neighborhood? What do we like to do outside of Partnership Village? And, I, and they said, we like to play basketball. And I said, okay. <laughs> so happens my church has a fellowship hall, parentheses, um, basketball gymnasium. Right. So I went to my church and I said, would you allow us the time and the space to come and uh, let these young guys um, have some fun, um, basketball time in our church gym? It took about one second. Sure. Yes. Come. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we just start, you know, we met once a week in our church and um, gave them some time to play some basketball and get, you know, and one of the things you mentioned about mentoring is to establish relationships. Right. To know that, um, you know, just to, have somebody to care for you and somebody to listen to you. And that was part of the conversation. So um, basketball was that much, but there was other things that much to it. So that's how it got started. But my church said in one second, sure, come on, you got it. So. <laughs> wow. And that's very generous. Um, knowing and understanding that these young men needed somewhere to go and you mm -hmm. take the time and I love the way you did it. You took the time and you didn't just set something up and try to fit them in your box, yeah. but you created a box for them by first of all, developing a relationship. Then you talk to them and you, Hey, what you guys like to do outside of this? And then that leads to something functional and you didn't have to do much. All you had to do was get permission and it was all right. There. Man. Mm -hmm. So, Mike, I want to read this before my next question. It's data from an article called The Importance of Youth Mentorship. Um, it's, it was published by Boston University's Community Service Center. And the statement is, youth with mentors have higher rates of high school graduation and are less likely to drop out of school. They find more self-confidence, more self-esteem, and are able to create big goals for themselves. Additionally, studies show that behavior attitudes and relationships improve when a youth has a mentor. So tell us some of the things that you do with the guys to build their self-esteem. Yeah. Well, again, um, one of the biggest things I think, Greg, is giving a, a young person an opportunity to put something on their weekly schedule. I know on Thursdays that I'm going to be able to go to the church every Thursday. I know I'm going to Guilford Park Presbyterian Church to, um, to share in uh, learning and to share in um, basketball. Um, so that, that's the biggest thing, just to give them something every week that they can count on. And um, so when we get there, you know, it's about, um, you know, time for reflection, time, you know, and um, we have quiet kids, just like, 
you and I, you know, we got quiet kids, we got kids that like to talk. And um, so, you know, respect uh, young, young people that just like to listen and let them take it in. But one of the, one of the things that I think is one of the most um, things that uh, happens is give a young person a chance to pray. Um, we, we circle up before, when we start our meetings every Thursday, we have an opportunity to circle up and say, okay, what's, what about today? Tell us, you know, what do we need to pray about today? And um, just to give, and then invite that young person, would you like to lead us in prayer tonight before we get started? And let them have that opportunity to um, lead us in prayer and to express their love to God and the love of um, fellow persons and, um, you know, just to, just to give them some, some time. So that's one of the biggest things. And, um, and thanks to you, Mike, I've had the opportunity and the privilege of joining you guys. And I, I tell you, um, just watching these young men, I, I love the growth um, when I first started coming. And, and like we said about developing relationships, I didn't want to come in and and so big and bold, but I, I like the I like the slow process of getting to know these guys and them getting to know me. And I've watched them, and I watched them go from not wanting to lead prayer to guys just jumping at it, just seizing the moment, or not wanting yes. to talk to having something to say. And that's where you can tell that the, the group and the mentoring and the relationship is having such an impact. And these guys, these kids are, they do, um, as you said, they, I can tell just by what you said and just by their, um, their showing up is they really look forward to Thursday nights. And because of the COVID thing, you, you guys had to shut things down. But um, I, I know that, and they don't have to tell me, I can look at them and tell that I know they enjoy it. They look forward to it. And so do the A&T guys. They look forward to having a little brother or somebody to guide, and those young men are so full of wisdom. Um, it, it was a great idea. I mean, you can tell God orchestrated it all. Well, there, there's two things to that, Greg. And number one, uh, our friendship. And you know, I, I met you um, at Step Up Ministry on a Friday morning when you gave your devotion, and I was going to. Uh, do some interview skills with um, different people there and you gave the devotion and you know usually I don't do this and so I went to the director Anthony Bass and I said I got to get to know this guy can you let me have his personal information so I can give him a call he said well okay <laughs> so, <laughs> and I just felt like okay you know that Greg would be so so good with these young men and to me too and um it's been a blessing to have you there to sit in that circle and to uh, lead these young men and um, to um, talk to them and just to feel the respect that they feel back to you. And talking about the A&T college guys, um, that happened. I, I was serving dinner to the homeless um, one night at um, First Presbyterian Church. And while, there, while I was there, there was about six young men uh, serving dinner also, and I asked them, "So, guys, what do you, what do you, how'd you learn about this? What what brought you here?" And they they said, "Well, we belong we belong to an organization at North Carolina A and T University called Young Black Leadership Alliance, and what they do, they they they're very active in the community. They um, have projects that they work on. They 
uh, work on social issues. And I said, can I get your contact information and maybe I could introduce you to something that's going on at our church I think would be wonderful. And um, so two weeks later, we had three of them come over to the church and some of the adults in the church, um, we got into a meeting room and talked about, you know, what, what we uh, were doing with the young guys and um, asked them would they'd like to be a part of that. And they jumped on it and that's how it got started. And um, a blessing from God. I mean, these, these college guys are, you know, I, I tell them, and I'm sure you tell them too, Greg, that, Hey, you're college guys. You could be anywhere tonight on Thursday. You could be any place. You're college guys. You could be out dating. You could be out doing whatever. But you come to this church on Thursday night at 6 o'clock every Thursday night to be with these young guys. And that I will never forget. You know, I just think about that. But they, Go ahead, Mike. That they're just so, so positive and um you know, you know, it leads with basketball, then it turns into a person that might not have, you know, the best skills of basketball, but it turns into building that person up while in basketball. And then when we have our circle time, you know, it's a chance for these college guys to challenge uh, these young guys and say, hey, you know, I've been there. You know, this is, this is what we need to do. And, you know, how can I help you on your schoolwork? You know, I'm here to do that and how can I help you do that so um, again they could be anywhere on the Thursday night but they choose to be there and and that says a lot about those guys and they they want to be there and they run and play basketball with them so they're getting something out of it too but and you're right I love the circling up and I love the way they avail themselves to the young men and say hey you, you got all these math majors in here you should you you're not gonna have any problems in math and and I think too it's it is building self-esteem. They're becoming more vocal. The, the, yeah. the young men are becoming more vocal. They're yeah. speaking up more um, because it, it, men are, are natural leaders. Mm-hmm. And they're not dominators, but they're leaders. And they yeah. walk to the forefront. And, and leaders know they have that balance. They know yeah. when to say some things and when not to say some things. And mentoring helps. Um, a good leader is not generally led by his emotions. And that's some of the things that we, you know, we've talked to the guys about that before, yeah. Um, yeah. about um, not, you know, not firing off just the way you feel, settle down, think about it, pray about it, that sort of thing. Yeah. So, so Michael, question, another question for you is what has been some of your challenges for mentoring young men? Well, I, you know, I think about, um, challenges that you know that i think about often um after uh, we have our thursday night meetings and the challenges of what can i do in our community to father father what's going on with these young guys and one one of the things i think about greg and you probably uh, know this too is we, we go back to when we invite one of the young guys to open us with prayer and as you as you know, God, thank you for a safe day. God, keep us safe here tonight. And and also we we pray when we um, are finished with our night on Thursday night. One of the guys leads us in prayer. God, keep us safe tomorrow, please. Um, we thank you for a safe night at the church. Keep us safe here. 
that's that's challenging to me um, to understand what these young guys are faced when in in their lives, either in their communities or their neighborhoods, or even at school, or in, and also in their in their homes. And um, that's that's a challenge to me, not just to say, Mike, what what how are we, how are we going to make this better? I mean, as a community of Greensboro. How can we make this better? And so that that's what I feel, and I pray for these guys, and um, try, you know, understand, you know, try to understand what they are feeling. And um, God, thank you for a safe day, you know. And, yeah. and, and you knew, you're right, Mike, because I can remember so many of hearing so many of the different guys pray that prayer, and you and we take for granted sometimes. Um, well, you got guys that just want to be safe. Yeah. And we want all these other things. And, and you got this, this young man who just wants to live to see another day. So, yes. uh, and, and being in that, <laughs> as a matter of fact, Mike, um, uh, is this something that challenges, is that what helps you be consistent in, in reaching out to these guys? It is, and um, you know, and again, it's, it's the relationships. When I when I when I leave the church with the church bus uh, Thursday to go around the neighborhoods and start picking up these young guys, I'm glad to see them. I mean, I, you know, you know, some of them text me through the week just to say, Mr. Mike, um, how are you doing? You know, everything's okay, and but just to reestablish those relationships and. Um, getting to see them again and um and, you know Greg too when we when we get to the church and we all get there together and just to see the relationships that they it's a lot of hugging with the college guys and with us guys and um you know it and that makes me feel okay yeah this is what we're going to continue to do and uh, our church continues to say yes we're going to keep keep doing this and um, so smiles on faces on a Thursday night is is good stuff <laughs> it's good stuff man and and I'll add this disclaimer here this was pre-COVID when we were hugging and high-fiving so um, yeah right <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we haven't been able to do it lately and we do miss it though. these these guys are really special um mm -hmm. So, so Mike, uh, and you and I know this, but for the sake of our interview here, what has been the response from the parents and caretakers of this young of these young men? Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I, um, I, I try to set up meetings with the parents um, at the beginning of every year, just to say, okay, just to just to make sure you understand uh, what's going on on Thursday night, because they they need to know that they need to that number one we're we're in a church you know i'm not gonna we're not gonna preach to them and you know and but we are gonna say you know we're gonna have time for prayer and we're gonna have time for discussions and we'll have time for basketball and we we have you know we have a, a one-page guideline and the parents must read that and understand that the students the eighth graders the 12th graders understand that that we do have certain guidelines you know we're just not going to take bullying uh, we're not going to take um, other things like that and so those conversations need to be had and um, 
you know, not, and I have other conversations before, you know, with, with the parents about um, your, your young man is such a good man. You know, this is what happened tonight. And I just want you to know what your young man said during our circle time. You know? And I don't want to break confidentiality, but I just think you need to know uh, what's, what's coming from your, your, from your child. And, and um, at my church, I was doing a, uh, working with the teen ministry, and that was one of the highlights of not just loving the children and developing relationships with them, but, and, and my wife and I always talk about this, when, when back when we could go out to eat and, and didn't have to worry about social distancing and things, uh, when somebody gave us good service, we, we would call, my wife would call the Matt, tell that person, that server, I'd like to see your manager. And they think, oh, what did I do wrong? And, and they would come over to the table and she said, we just want you to know that this person provided excellent service. And her mm -hmm. thing was, you always hear about the bad, but you never mm -hmm. hear about the good. And right. I think it's important for parents to know when their kids are doing good because we'll quickly mm -hmm. pick up a phone or send them an email or shoot them a text when they're cutting up. But right. it's good to let the parents know or the guardians or caretakers know that, hey, he led prayer today and he volunteered to do it. We're excited about his growth. Uh, and I've seen you do that. I, I know you've talked to some of the, I know some of the young men are living with their grandmother and you've talk to them and encourage them. They've even reached out to you and told you that this program is saving their life. I mean, you, how much more powerful can you get out of something to hear a report like that, that it's, it's this young man believes it's saving his life? Well, you know, this, this young man that you're talking about, um, he, he has some challenges uh, with, with speech impairment and um, uh, he's, he's a little, He's very quiet, and, and uh, his self-esteem was not where, you know, he, he was just struggling with it. And um, and but to hear, you know, just what you said that his grandmother said, this is this is important to him. And during the COVID um, thing that we're going through now, uh, about four weeks ago, I, had, I got a text message from this young man saying, "Mr. Mike, I, I need the church. Is any way that." get back in the church on Thursday night. I said, I am just so sorry right now. If there's anything I can do, you know, in the meantime, you know, you, you need to let me know and, you know, and, and so we can work with that. But to say to him, you know, this, this young man was struggling with self-esteem and, you know, he raised that, Mr. Mike, I need the church. What, what can we, you know, can we get back in the church on Thursday night? So. And he, and he needed the camaraderie. He needed the, mm -hmm. he needed that embrace. He needed yeah. to be in a safe place where he knew he could just be himself. Nobody was going to try to make him be something other than who he was, and he felt comfortable there. Going to have some structure, going to have some yeah. guidelines. You're not, like you yeah. said earlier, you're not going to be able to come in here and run the place. But, and, and that's what I found out too, Mike, is when you have structure, when you have boundaries, and kids still come on their own, that means they, they have adapted to it. Mm -hmm. that they, when they don't think they can take over, you know how it is. If, if a kid comes in and thinks he can take over and finds out he can't, he stops coming because his goal in being there is to try to take over. But if his goal in there is to fit in and be a part, then he's going to go and follow the flow of whatever's set up for that program. Right. Thank you again for listening today. If you have a question or comment, write to us at ktwm 96 
at yahoo.com. That's KTWM96 at yahoo.com. And please click the subscribe button to be notified of our new podcast episodes. You can also like, comment, and share on the Knowing the Way Ministries Facebook and Instagram pages. We would love to hear from you. So my friends, until next time, may God bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he grant you favor and give you peace in Jesus' name. And remember this, you are are